Hi, it's Pete Northstead here. Welcome to the Trade on Sports and Focused on Football betting podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Pete. Feels like about six in the afternoon here at the moment. Uh, I was up at 4am to watch the boxing, but uh, I don't believe you were able to watch it out on your uh, your international break in the sunshine. No, it? no, unfortunately, they, they don't they don't watch things like that over here. And there was no way of getting it, it you know, I, I suppose if I really wanted to, you can find a stream or whatever, but it, it's, it's, it's not worth it. But they, you know, and you, you obviously you can't get the radio out here. Everything, everything's changed now. You can't even watch Sky Go out here or anything like that. Oh, mate. Well, I'm sure you'll you'll catch up with it once you get back onto the onto Viva Britannia and all that. But right, uh... right. Uh, let's get on with it then. With uh, Watford versus Liverpool, uh, the line here is plus one and a half. Watford haven't done too badly actually in this fixture of recent years. They won one, it's been one draw. Liverpool are one two. At home to top six sides, Watford's record reads one three, drawn one, lost six. Of which only two of the six have been lost by two or more goals. They cut off a one nil defeat away at Leeds. Liverpool good record that way at promoted side as you'd expect. They've won seven, drawn three, lost naught, winning uh, two of the seven by two or more goals. Coming off a two-all draw at home to Man City. Liverpool, they've scored at least two goals in six of their opening seven matches. Uh, when we look at promoted teams versus top six, 83 matches, 58 times the home team have covered the plus one and a half, 25 the away. So the stats very much in Watford's favour, but I, I sense that there's no real value in the line. Well, the team command's back in a job. And... Uh... Honest, I've lost a little bit of track of who Watford manages a bit with Marco Silva, and I, I'm struggling off the top of my head to name many of them. I think, though, Pete, on the back of this international break, I, I can't lay one and a half goals in an away team here, um, no matter who they're playing. Liverpool have won six of the last eight meetings of the sides, but they did suffer a shock 3-0 loss last time they played Watford in the Premier League at Vicarage Road. It's the early kickoff as well, isn't it? Yeah. And we see some strange results on those early kickoffs after the international break. I'm very tempted to back Watford here, Pete, plus one and a half goals, because I think it's the sort of game that Jurgen Klopp will just want to find a way to win no matter how. I'm probably going to avoid it, but there's no way I'm back in Liverpool. Villa Wolves next. Uh, obviously, uh, a, a big uh, West Midlands derby. Recent head-to-heads, Villa 1-0. It's been one draw. Wolves have 1-1. Uh, Villa at home to mid-table sides. 1-4, draw and 3, lost 3. Come for 2-1 defeat away at Spurs. Wolves away at mid-table sides. Very similar record. 1-4, draw and 3, lost 3. Come for 2-1 victory at home to Newcastle. Wolves, they've won three of their last four Premier League matches. So they are in some form. Uh, when mid-table sides face each other, 133 home wins, 84 draws, 90 away wins. So it, when you look at those stats, the, the, the line is exactly correct. Again, I, I see no value in the line here. I don't see any value in the line, Pete. And in a way, it's a game that I don't really have many thoughts on. But what I will say is there's the kind of the bookmakers and the market seem to have ditched this Wolves love that we had earlier in the season where the sort of the XG stats were pointing in many games towards Wolves being a great bet. 
Now, all of a sudden, they're playing away at a mid-level team. I actually expected this line probably to be scratch. It's Villa minus a quarter. I still don't want to get involved trusting Wolves away from home in a big derby game. But I think it's the side I'd lean to if I was going to make a play in this game. Next up, uh, Leicester versus uh, Manchester United. Recent head-to-heads, Leicester have won naught. There's been two draws. United have won three. Home to top six size, Leicester's record's not too bad, really. One, three, drawn, two, lost five, come for two, old draw away at Palace. Man United away at mid-table sides, good record. One, seven, drawn, three, lost naught, coming for one, old draw at home to Everton. Leicester, they've started the season fairly poorly, really. They've only just won one of their last six uh, Premier League matches. Uh, when mid-table sides host top six, 215 matches, 106 times the home side have covered the handicap, 109 times the away. Again, those stats suggest that, that you know, that this is a tight game. My record ratings are, uh, are suggesting some decent value, Leicester City, but we have seen them in these type of games before. And as, as we've seen, they haven't beaten Manchester United in five attempts at home. I think, you know, this is a tough call. I think United might win 1-0, wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, fully agreed there, Pete. There's no way I can take Leicester plus half a goal here. There's still a bit of a mystery to me this season, Leicester. We're seven games into this new campaign and I'm not sure whether they're going to morph into the side that's challenged for top six positions over the last few years or if they're just going to end up sort of, you know, muddling their way through the season and finishing roughly where they are now, 13th. Leicester have failed to score in half of the last 10 games against United. And that concerns me because no matter who the opponents have been over recent seasons, Leicester have found ways to sort of capitalise on the weaknesses of opposition backlines. You know, they've got Vardy, Madison. Historically, they had Mares. They always found ways to score goals. But against United... They don't score in 50% of the games. And like you say, Pete, this could just be one of those narrow 1-0 Man United wins. And, you know, what is it? About 1973 since Man United last lost away from home. So you're probably looking, if you're backing Leicester plus half a goal, you know, as a, if a, the draw's the best case scenario, that's not an ideal way in which to better side. So I'm keeping away from this. Man- uh, sorry, Manchester City versus Burnley next. Uh, indeed, you know, City have got a really outstanding record at home to Burnley. They've won all five record, uh, sorry, five matches. And indeed, uh, the scores in these games, uh, City have scored 20 and Burnley have scored one. Uh, Man City at home to bottom six sides, one nine drawn, one lost naught. Four of the nine games, they've won by three or more goals, coming for two all draw away at Liverpool. Burnley away at top six sides, one three drawn, one lost six, of which two of the uh, 10 defeats would buy three or more and they, they were against Manchester City go for nil-nil draw at home to Norwich um, top six versus bottom six uh, 175 matches 43 times uh, the uh, home side of one by three or more goals uh, 30 by two and 102 the um, away side of covered so 102 out of 175 the away side are covered our members on the free service, and please join the free service, are on Burnley plus two and a half goals. The line's moved to two and a quarter goals, but you can still back Burnley plus two and a half goals at 1.8, and that is a bet for me. Yeah, again, coming off this uh, international break, it's a brave man who takes a side giving up two and a half or two and a quarter goal head start. If there was any 
game this weekend or from a historical perspective, a matchup that you'd probably look to do it in, this is the one. I mean, City have covered, a, you know, a two and a half goal line in the last four meetings of the sides at the Etihad. But we've seen, you know, since Aguero's departure, at times Man City, they just labour their way through games. And to fully cover this line, Man City have to score three goals, which in itself, in any Premier League game, is not the easiest task to do against a well-structured and well-organised side like Burnley. They then also have to stop Burnley from scoring. And we all know that Burnley will always be dangerous from set-piece and dead-ball situations. And then you also have to factor in that, you know, off this international break, Pep could be quite cautious. They could be looking to sort of just coast through this game. My only concern back in Burnley is that next Saturday, the week after, they play away at Southampton. And that's obviously clearly a much more targetable game from a points perspective. But that would be my only concern with back in Burnley here, because there's no way I can give up this level of head start with Man City. Uh, right. Next, uh, Norwich against Brighton. The line has moved from plus a quarter to plus a half. Uh, recent head-to-heads, uh, Brighton, last time two sides met at Cairo, Brighton won one nil. A home to top-half sides. Norwich's record reads 1-2, drawn three, lost four. They come for a nil-nil draw away at Burnley. Brighton away at promoted sides, not bad record. 1-3, drawn three, lost four, come for a nil-nil draw at home to Arsenal. Brighton only lost one of their opening seven. Incredible, really. Promoted at home to top-half sides. Looking at the plus half a goal handicap, 72 home uh, wins, 74 away wins. So very close there. My rate, when the, um, I can't believe this, when the the line was plus a quarter, my ratings were suggesting some very good value Brighton. And that's incredible. But my race is suggesting some slight value Brighton. That's, again, even incredible. You know, race is suggesting value Brighton. on a minor sandy cap away from her. I mean, if you take the team names away, Pete, and you just call them team A and team B, not, not, we'll call Norwich team A. They've got one point from seven games. Team B, who happens to be Brighton, have won four, two, drawn two, and lost one of their opening seven games. I think sometimes we can get so fixated on team names and our expectations of where teams should be in the, you know, the pantheon of footballing pyramids through history. We see these teams as sort of, or probably Norwich is the the bigger team. But at the moment, it's clearly Brighton that are performing far better. The only thing I'd say is that Norwich had a really solid goalless draw away at Burnley last time out. And that could be, and I'm only saying could be, the start of a little mini run for them here. And bearing in mind, they've had such a dreadful start to this season, Pete. If they win this game, they'll be possibly level with the team that's in 17th spot. So no matter how badly they've played, they know they're just one win away from almost sort of safety as such. So if I was betting this game, it would definitely be Norwich. But regular listeners will know Brighton have cost us too many times. So I'm staying away, mate. Yeah, and also in this game, also Norwich are not scoring. So you can probably see why that line is as it is. Yes, definitely. They have very minimal threat and it's not really helping my fantasy team because I have Mr Pookie up front and he's uh, making me want to Pookie with his performances. Yes. Southampton leads next. Uh, 
the line is scratch. Uh, recent head-to-heads leads have uh, won the last time the two sides met. At home to bottom our sides, Southampton's record 1-5, loss 5. They come from 3-1 defeat away at Chelsea. Leads away at bottom six sides. It's good record, really. 1-5, drawn 2, loss 1, come from a 1-0 victory at home to uh, Watford. Indeed, that 1-0 victory is both sides' only victory in their both sides opening seven matches. Bottom half against bottom six sides, 312 matches, 125 home wins, 80 draws, 107 away wins. My rating suggesting some slight value, Southampton, but you've got to be wary. But Leeds' record away at the very poor sides, uh, or the bottom six sides, is, is reasonable. Yeah, and, you know, I said that I can't really figure out who Leicester are going to be this season. These are two more teams who, even seven games into the campaign, I'm unsure of. And the, the pressure that will mount on Ralph Assenhutl to get this first win. In these sorts of instances, Pete, I'd rather be on an away team who has a victory this season rather than a home team who hasn't managed to find a way to get three points. So, although I'm not going to make a bet in this game, I would probably just lean to Bielsa's away side. I noticed that the goal line is quite high. It's two and three quarters. I sense this could be quite a nervous game, especially in the opening stages. So it wouldn't surprise me if the unders came in. Brentford Chelsea next, and the uh, handicap is plus one. Uh, uh, Brentford's home record this season: one-one drawn, one lost, one cover for two. A very good two-one victory away at West Ham, and indeed Brentford have been a, a revelation. Really, Chelsea away at promoted sides: one-five drawn, two lost, three. But none of those five victories were by two or more goals. They're cut off a three-one victory uh, at home to Southampton when. Uh, Promoted sides host top six uh, on the plus one handicap, 35 times the home time team covered, 23 pushes and 25 times the away side won. Uh, both sides have only lost once in their opening seven matches. My ratings are suggesting some very good value, Brighton, uh, sorry, Brentford plus one goal. But there's limited stats here for Brentford and, and I'm going to have to pass that. Otherwise, if this was a normal game, I, I, I would be on Brentford. And also, Pete, um, newly promoted teams have lost 60 of 90 games at home to top six finishing sides. And yes, you know, you're getting plus one. But again, you're looking at a push really as sort of giving you extra security rather than really sort of believing potentially on those stats that Brentford could get a draw. Interestingly, though, and this is where I'm going to make a bet, Pete, in those 90 games, over two and a half goals has gone 56 and 34. This goal line is set at two and a half goals. This is the evening game, the 5.30 game. Always a, a bit of an atmosphere. The lights will be on, West London derby. I said last time out against Liverpool at home, Brentford had a bit of a free hit. This is pretty much the same. And if you remember when they played Arsenal, I think it was 2-0 on opening night. Well, I think Chelsea are will carry much more goal threat than Arsenal did on that night. So against the better team so far on home soil, Brentford have scored three times against Liverpool. Who knows how good Arsenal are, but they scored twice against Arsenal. Give me the over two and a half goals, mate. Uh, Everton, West Ham next. When I looked at this game, the game was scratched, but now it's it's Everton minus a quarter. So I'm just going to have a quick look while I, I I think there could be some value here, West Ham. Uh, let's have a look at the stats. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Everton have won three, West Ham have won two. At home to mid-table sides, Everton's record is 1-4, drawn four, lost two. Knuffle 1-0. 
draw away at Man United. West Ham away at top half sides, 1-3, drawn two, lost five, gone for 2-1 defeat at home to Brentford. Everton, they've won their opening three matches at home, so they're doing quite well. Top half against mid-table sides, 377 matches, 220 home wins, 74 draws, 83 away wins. So very much stat-wise uh, to the um, home side. Yeah, my, my ratings are suggesting some slight value, West Ham, but it, it, it's nothing really. And, and I would have to leave that at the minute. You know, obviously Moyes going, you know, at, uh, back to Goodison Park. It's, it looks a good game, but I, I wouldn't know what's going to happen. I do sort of fancy Everton, though, in my heart of hearts. Yeah, me too, Pete. I mean, off of scratch, I thought Everton was definitely the way to play it. Now it's trended down to minus a quarter. I kind of think oh maybe West Ham but again I'm only thinking West Ham because they're getting a start on the Asian line but it's only a quarter of a goal start it's nothing too much to shout home about I think it'll be, it'll be a really good game I mean West Ham are in some really good form so I think it'll be an entertaining game wouldn't surprise me if we saw quite a few goals because I think both teams will know how to exploit the opposition's weaknesses but from a betting perspective I'm keeping away Right, next up, we've got uh, Newcastle Spurs. Uh, recent head-to-head Spurs are 1-3. There's been one draw. Uh, the line here is is plus half a goal. A home to top half size. Newcastle's record reads 1-2, drawn three, lost five, come for 2-1, uh, defeat away at Wolves. Spurs away at bottom half sides. 1-3, drawn three, lost four, come for 2-1 victory at home to Villa. Newcastle yet to win and Spurs lost three of their last four. Uh, bottom half sides versus top half sides, 248 times the bottom half side have covered the plus half a goal handicap, 241 side, the away side, so very even there. My rating is suggesting value spurs, but I think of more interest maybe um, laying Newcastle to get relegated. So, in a year's time, Pete, what do you think this line would be? It'll be, I would say, it'll be about scratch. Wouldn't surprise me if it was maybe Newcastle minus a half, maybe Newcastle minus three quarters if they're going to spend the amount of money that they'll have in the kitty. And and I do think, despite the fact that obviously the takeover is going to go through and there's going to be no new players in for this game or until January, but Newcastle players are on notice now. There's probably half of that current squad will be shipped out. So I do think we will see a reaction here from Newcastle players. The fans will clearly be in celebratory mood at St. James's Park. This is the first game since the announcement of the takeover. It's a difficult place to go to anyway. And I know Spurs have won five of the last eight meetings of the sides, but they've only won one of the last four. Quite like Newcastle here, Pete, plus half a goal. I, I think this Spurs side are very fragile. I think... Nuno's a little bit out of his depth in terms of knowing what tactics to set up with his side. And yeah, give me Newcastle plus a half, mate. Arsenal Palace, uh, finally. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Arsenal 1-2, have been two draws. Palace have 1-1. Um, at home to mid-table size, Arsenal's record's poor. 1-3, drawn one, lost six. Cough a nil-nil draw away at Brighton. Palace away at mid-table sides. It hasn't been great recently. One nought, drawn three, lost seven, coming off a good two-all draw at home to Leicester. Palace, they've only lost two this season and they've both been three-nil defeats at Liverpool and Chelsea. So they've been fairly resilient, uh, you know, in, in their games. So they've only lost against the, the, the better sides, obviously Liverpool, Chelsea. Mid-table against mid-table, 
I mean, this is with the minus one goal handicap. 307 games, 74 times the home side have covered the line, 74 pushes and 174 the away side. There is some value back in Palace away. Obviously, Vieira going back to the Emirates, but I, 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 I don't know here. I, I, I'm going to leave this one alone, I'm afraid. Well, they were singing his name the other week, Peter. Now, my yeah. sources tell me that was because he engineered a Palace victory over Tottenham. But if Palace took the lead here, it, it would be kind of interesting to see how the atmosphere turned. And interestingly, for a side that we've always thought of as dour, yes, on both teams to score, he's 7-1 and one in the last eight meetings of these two teams. So despite Palace's frailties over the last few years, you know, they've not had much goal-scoring threat, they've scored in seven of eight games against Arsenal. So on this minus one handicap, I do lean to Palace. I just can't pull the trigger though, Pete, because I'm still sort of sat on the fence as to what, who this Arsenal side are going to be. Are they going to be the side that beats up on the weaker teams and, you know, performs badly against sort of the better and sort of middle of the road table sides? I don't know, so I'm keeping away from it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky one. Nor, you know, like I say, the, the, I think there's, you know, looking at those basic stats, there's some good value there, Palace. But I don't, you're, you're I don't... effectively judging Arsenal and Palace as identical teams, though, aren't you? On yes. Those? Yeah, yeah, and that that isn't the, yeah, that is not the case here. I don't believe. Anyway, let's uh, go through it. I'm I'm just going to have the one bet this time, and and the members are on this as well. And that's uh, I'm going to say Burnley plus two and a half at one point eight zero. I'm going to take the over two and a half goals in Brentford v Chelsea. And I'm also going to take a little bit of the toon army, Pete. Maybe Steve Bruce can get a final win before he gets jettisoned off to spend millions of pounds on a beach in Dubai somewhere. <laughs> so we'll take uh, the over two and a half goals, Brentford, Chelsea and Newcastle plus a half at home against Spurs. Yeah, well, that will be uh, actually, I think, to be quite honest, I think the atmosphere at Newcastle will be very good. It well. will be. You know, we've always said that it's it's an intimidating place to go to and sometimes it can turn a little bit toxic against the home side. But I think no matter what happens now, the fans know that there's better times to come. So it could be even more difficult to go to St James's Park and get a win this season. Right then, uh, we shall be back next week and uh, good luck everybody this week. Uh, and don't forget to sign up to our... Um... You know, our free service, it's doing well. It's in profits at the moment. Uh, so please go on to Focused on Football and sign up to the free service. Yeah, all our best bets will go out to people. Like I say, it's completely free. So even if you just have it, just to, you know, cast your eye alongside your own research, it's all valuable stuff. And uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, best of luck, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>